Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosser. It gives me great pleasure, as always, to welcome my co-host, Russell Hanby, to What's Making News. Welcome again, Russell. Thanks, Henry. How are you, my friend? I'm well, thanks. Yes, and you? <laughs> Do I need to answer that? Hey, <laughs> You're good, no doubt. <laughs> Better. Yes. <laughs> Russell, it's been a tough week. You're up there in the, the Dandenongs, and um, it's only just a week ago we had those terrible storms, and I think in the Dandenongs we've still got uh, weeks ahead of us where people won't have any power. Yes, they're saying about three weeks at least, aren't they, now? And uh, there's even some talk of bringing in the army to help, but I think that's been uh, knocked back at the moment from what I hear. Yeah, so how, you're, you're really in the foothills there in the gully. What, how did it affect you guys? No, we're okay. We're just down in the suburbs, really, uh, on the flat, so in suburbia. So we're not, in the, we're not among the gum trees. But it really wreaked a lot of uh, damage, didn't it? Uh, quite yeah. horrendous. And quite a few of the areas can't drink their water, can they? And it's, no. They've got, they've got to have water tanked in, so uh, uh, that's all been affected. So different things are breaking down as we speak. It's amazing. You've got the bushfire threats in summer, um, and it's not just the dandenongs. And in the winter, or at any time, uh, storm damage. We didn't mm. see. We didn't really see that one coming, did we? No, no, I didn't, we didn't say, they did say there was going to be a low developing and we thought it might be a bit windy and that, but we didn't expect this, did we? No, look, we were a little further in from you in Monturna South and um, the wind was pretty uh, pretty severe, but nothing like what happened up there in, um, you know, areas such as Montrose and Sassafras, etc. That's right. And of course, it's all the uh, gum trees falling down that does most of the damage over those houses and power lines, isn't it? Mm. And I was chatting to a couple of locals up there, and of course, there's always the the ghoulish, you know, sightseekers up there taking photos, oh. getting in the road. The roads are all oh, right. Uh, it's um, it's uh, but uh, look, <clears throat> I, I, I guess if there was any good news, it was that. Uh, we did lose a few people, but not. It didn't uh, cause as much damage to human life as it did to the trees, uh, which was a much, 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 some welcome news, isn't it? That's right. Yes, so it could have been much worse from that point of view. Oh, especially with but, so many trees and mm-hmm. nestled among the the tr- houses, nestled among so many trees up there. Yes, that's right. I suppose people take on that risk and, and say it's worth it, don't they, with the bushfire-prone areas as well as uh, these storms. But uh, who would have expected this one? Yeah. Now, Russell, I know you like um, you like uh, to be challenged. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, you didn't have any <laughs> – yeah, no, no homework this week, but I've got something new for you. I'm going to try and inspire you. Inspire. Inspire, yes. Yes. I N S P I R E. That, I that you which you did with your students all those years ago, or can't you remember? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Which part? Actually, one of our pieces today from the Herald Sun, the Fogies pensioned off, and you'll be dealing with that one. Um, <laughs> you're getting too old to remember. <laughs> we'll, talk about, we'll talk about using language like that in a moment or two. No, 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 no. As you know, Russell, I, I, um, I write uh, newsletters to my community every week, and over the last 20 years I, I write a quotable quote, an original one, every week um, right. for the last yeah, been, 20 years. I, yeah, a couple of, uh, well, about a year ago, I had a look at a couple of your newsletters just to see what you were on about, yeah. We've turned some of them into books with a, a great illustrator. I've got Magdalena Almira Nasi, a Spanish illustrator who illustrates other work for me, and she illustrates my books 
which I call Horizons. And um, those books uh, contain 32 of my quotes and 32 of her illustrations, plus she does the cover. She's up to book number five. But that's not the point I'm trying to make today. The point is um, I'm trying to inspire you. Before I came here, I had to write my newsletter and I was running out of time and I always leave writing the quote to the end. And one of my techniques of inspiration for myself is I have a, a date calendar there and I just flick through a couple of quotes by you know people who write really good quotes yes quotes and i don't try i don't copy them but it gets me in the, the mood and today I, I i landed on one of my favorite uh, people I, I i the quotes of whom i like and that is oscar wilde and of course um he was a very witty man and uh, a bit of humor goes a long way and one of the quotes i came across in the date calendar went along these lines some people bring happiness when they come others when they leave (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and that inspired me to the quote which i put in this week's newsletter which i'm hoping will inspire you to come up with an original quote for next week uh, uh, next week's um what's making news this will be your first chance to be a famous quote writer, and I'm sure... Like, you... a, like a one-sentence quote thing. Yeah, one or two, doesn't matter. They can be, yeah, you know, those nice quotes. So I'm hoping that Oscar inspiring me for today's umpteenth quote I've written over 20 years will be an inspiration. My quote will piggy, you'll piggyback on the end of that. Does that all sort of make a sense to you? Yes. Uh, what, what is your quote to, uh, on your newsletter this week? Yeah, Can yeah, you remember? Yeah, I've got it here in front of me. And I don't want you to come back next week and say, Henry, that, that quote didn't inspire me and then blame the quote. Okay? <laughs> okay? We're trying right. an experiment, a teaching experiment. You were a maths teacher, so this might be something challenging because uh, you weren't a literary, literary, literacy teacher, were you? No, although don't they say we're all teachers of English? I think. <laughs> well, they say that, <laughs> for better or worse, better and worse, better or worse, whatever you like. Okay, you want my quote for this week's newsletter? Right. Be inspired, Russell, when I say it. And if you're yes. not, pretend, so, uh, pretend. And you made it, and you made this up out of your own little brain, did you? <laughs> I made it up out of my brain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and call it my little brain. Uh, I made it up out of my brain. Yes, right. I do. I've been doing this every week for 20 years, Russell. They're all original. They probably run on themes that other people we all share, but uh, certainly the words are mine. Yes, so don't be surprised if you like it. And if you don't, pretend you do. So we're ready. Right. This is going to yeah. inspire you for yours next week. And I'll Google to see whether you've pinched it off somebody because plagiarism <laughs> is not the way to go. <laughs> this will test you. You can't look it up in a dictionary. You can be for inspiration or a book. You'll be able to be inspired by, by the works of others like I was by Oscar for this particular one. But um, it'll have to be yours, Russell. And if I find it anywhere, you'll get double homework the following the holidays. So are you ready, Russell? Have we got a good yes. build-up? Uh, very good, yes. Self-talk takes us to many places, yet rarely to the voices of others. Ah, yes, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you work? Self-talk takes us to many places, yet rarely to the voices of others. Yes. Well, that's an interesting one, yes. Yeah, that's got you inspired. Can you come up with an interesting one now next week? Well, we'll, we'll try, yes. We'll yes. see how we go. Yeah. Okay. 
I, I'm not sure you're sounding too excited about this project. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to do it before th- before Thursday or before we get together yeah. because I'll be. Uh... <laughs> I knew. I'd, I, look, I've been itching to to set you a task. You can't just Google the answer for. I no. really have. Mm, I think I've got you now. You <laughs> look. I can tell you what. All those chores that you do around the house, you'll be able to get out of them because this will take you a week to do. I reckon it, it will. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to see what we come up with. Okay. Good luck there, Russell. And yeah, self talk takes us to many places, yet really to the voices of others, which will segue us into the first of this week's what's making news: the age powder keg fear over virus threat. Coronavirus is still smouldering away in Victoria. Infectious disease experts suspect as plummeting testing numbers fuel fears of undetected cases circulating in the community. It goes on and on and on, doesn't it, Russell? It does, yes. Just as you think we're on top of it, other little outbreaks occur. And uh, powder keg fear over the virus threat, as you said. And Melbourne infectious disease physician Michelle Amanda Rajar said... Until vaccine uptake rose substantially, testing and contract tracing was the most critical measure to avoid another mass outbreak. And it's feared or she fears that the coronavirus fatigue might be hitting us, which has led to a drop in testing numbers. Mm. Uh, Of course, the lower the numbers, the lower you pick up these things, but it doesn't mean it goes away. Uh, she says, because we are largely unvaccinated, we, we know that, we're only a few percent, aren't we, of the country, yep. we are primed for a third wave as we enter winter especially. And from today, Friday, Melbournians can travel to the regions, masks not mandatory for outdoors, and two people and dependents can visit homes. We know that's been relaxed like that. However, in Victoria, testing rates have fallen from a couple of weeks ago, 50,000 tests a day, to less than 20,000. Uh, in fact, uh, unfortunately, across Australia, more than half of symptomatic people, that's people with symptoms, they're not getting tested. Uh, and uh, particularly now we've got these new Kappa and Delta variants, they're extremely virulent. So apparently the testing's uh, slagged, uh, flagged off a bit. It has flagged off a bit, uh, Russell, and um, I guess that's a worrying thing, uh, particularly in that category of people who who um, are symptomatic and are not getting tested. It, you can see that if you haven't got a symptom of anything, why would you get tested? Um, and how often would you get tested if you don't have symptoms and you're not in a designated risk area? But uh, um, we do certainly need more people getting tested or we're just going to go through this again and again till most of us are vaccinated. We need to take a short break. Russ, can you hold the line? Yes, certainly. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossick. Russell Hanby's with me for What's Making News. Russell. Right. Now, from the Herald Sun, uh, fogies pensioned off. Uh, people using phrases like old deer, old fogey and silly old bugger are on notice under a new taxpayer-funded campaign. Yeah, several eastern metro councils, including Burundurra, Whitehorse, Manningham, Knox and Monash, they've rolled out the anti-ageism campaign coordinated by the Inner East Primary Care Partnership. And as you said, it's funded, or we said it's funded partly by the state government. And uh, the Burundara Mayor, Gary Thompson, said people could harbour conscious and unconscious bias when dealing with older people. And phrases suggest, these old fogey type things, suggest older people are too slow, cannot drive or or can keep up with fast-moving technology and can lead to a lack of respect for older people. 
Now, the campaign's to focus on the positive aspects of older people's lives and the value of their contribution to society. Uh, in fact, people are encouraged to call out ageists in the community, and, uh, and apparently everyone's been encouraged to take a quiz asking about their, their feelings about uh, attributes uh, to ageist descriptions, like, oh, dear, and what do they feel about that sort of thing. Mm. And interestingly enough, earlier this week, World Elder Abuse Awareness Day was held on the Tuesday. And Russell, one of Australia's most notorious examples of ageism occurred in 1989 when the then PM Bob Hawke called a 74-year-old man a, quote, silly old bugger after he accused politicians of lining their pockets with pay rises while ordinary people suffered. Now, Mr Hawke... Yes, I remember that, don't you? Do you yeah, I do. That? He denied the man's claims but apologised for the comment amid a backlash from older Australians. Interesting that. Yeah, fogies, that one's been around for a long time, hasn't it? You old fogie, you silly old bugger, and so on and so forth. Oh, dear. Um, it's time people such as yourself were got better respect. Isn't it? <laughs> well, sometimes it's used not in a nasty way, sort of almost you know, nicely, you know, oh, the old deer across the road is a, you know, but if you say the silly old biddy, it's sort of different, isn't it? You know. Who says that? If one says that, yes. You know how your quote of the week is you speak to yourself or something? Well, maybe you said that. To say That's it. called not... soliloquising. Is it? Yes, yeah, speaking to yourself. <laughs> it also means you've got no friends. <laughs> so, so is that why I soliloquise so much, Russell? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But anyway, it's a, we're against it's ageism a this week. So, yes, uh, there yes, you go. yes. The Herald Sun, Russell, a nose for it. Cocaine use in Australia has quadrupled in the past two decades and is now the second most popular illegal drug after cannabis. Mm. Yeah, every week nearly a million use the drug that's uh, killing 91 people a year and uh, with it is the risk of stroke, heart and liver problems, kidney failure and memory loss. Uh, and these days it's not just, as they say, the high flyers, uh, but uh, anyone, they, they, and interesting, they say even uh, tradies and teachers and normal people off the street. So uh, that's uh, what they're saying onto the cocaine now. Elisa Laylor said that many addicts ended up in hospital after spending $2,500 a week on their habits. Uh, some use substantial inheritances or uh, workers' compensation payments to use it all up on drugs. And apparently a session of one gram a week is between four and five hundred dollars. So it's apparently an addictive hobby, not an addictive pastime, isn't it? It costs a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that they, in the piece there, Elisa Layla talks about people ending up, addicts ending up in hospital after spending two and a half thousand dollars a week on their habits. It, 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 it's hardly a habit. I mean, didn't smoking used to be called a habit? 50 years yes. ago? Yes, yes, it and was. It, it, the, the language we use defines a lot of things, doesn't it, Russell? And, it, mm. and to say that you've got a habit is not quite as bad as if someone says you've got an addiction. No, that's so, right. It's so, uh, interesting that the word habit still creeps into a piece which is outing uh, a very worrying addiction among people in our country. And that's right. worldwide. And apparently uh, over one in 10 Australians in 2019, 11.2% had used cocaine at least once. So it's a, a worrying number, isn't it? Oh, yes. And we see tradies, teachers, just what they call normal people off the street. I mean, for some, in some quarters for some time, uh, cocaine was, was, was seen as, um, you know, a high-class professional's 
yes, um, sort of things that uh, of the, you heard about her movie stars and people, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you know? snorting coke and things like that. But it it it's, it it goes much broader than that. And is, there's no long term benefit for taking cocaine, is there? Not that I can realise or think of. No, no. Um, it's one of those ones that you you really don't have a. There's no happy ending to taking cocaine and. Um, it's a, it's terrible that it, uh, it it's over the last twenty years increased. It'd be interesting to see what's happened in the last um, eighteen months since we've been struck with COVID. Have people turned to that as a means of um, deflecting from the, the 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 stresses and pain of um, the pandemic? Possibly, I think I heard that uh, alcohol consumption had risen over that period, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, is that why when we come to Fentry Gully, all your all your um, liquor outlets are empty. You mean, <laughs> is that true? No, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> which bit's not true? <laughs> uh, okay, Russell, um, you've been working from home right now. Well, that's what I am, yes. And uh, uh, from the age, two-thirds of Australians continue to work from home after pandemic restrictions were lifted last year. And changes to the way we work have left many mothers taking on a greater share of labour in the home and since uh, 2020 lockdown since the 2020 lockdowns there's been a 25 percentage point increase in working from home according to the australian institute of family studies 67 percent of respondents are working from home some or all of the time now that compares with 42 percent pre-pandemic now they surveyed 3600 people at the end of last year 29 percent of those always worked at home now that compares with seven percent at the start of 2020 uh, why do people work at home? Well, it's fairly obvious, I think, the lack of the commuting business and also uh, they have a better balance of doing some work at home. So it's a better way of organising their life. 50% found it hard to combine work and childcare at home, especially mothers, mothers that were doing more childcare. In fact, of parents working from home, 23% of mothers were caring for children as well. That compares with only 15% of fathers. And it's brought Professor Marion Baird from the Work and Organisational Studies of the University of Sydney to say the work flexibility had an added burden for mothers. And in fact, there's a wider labour gender division between males or fathers and mothers. Men are in fact reverting back to traditional patterns of, of their work and not using flexibility. And um, one in three families these days are using daycare nannies or grandparents to, for this uh, new style of working. Mm, it's interesting, and it seems to be a trend that we're all um, we're all getting caught up in. Times on the wing, Russell. The odd spot. This is a this is a fascinating one, isn't it? Yes, uh, a painting bought for less than five dollars at a Canadian second-hand store is now up for auction after the uh, artist was identified as music legend David Bowie. Auctioneer Cowley Abbott said the painting was purchased from a donation centre for household goods in Ontario and was later discovered to be painted by David Bowie in 1997. Appearing to draw inspiration from Ziggy Stardust era, the painting titled D-Head XLV1, which I think is the D-Head, uh, what's that, 14, uh, uh, four, 46, isn't it, 46, is, is part of a series of the singer created between 94 and 97. It's expected to fetch up to $12,000. That's for the $5 painting. God, amazing. Um, it's actually quite – I looked at the picture of it. It doesn't actually look too bad. He, he certainly had ability in that field. Um, 
uh, as well as uh, being a music legend, David Bowie. Are there any things you've got that you could sell me for a couple of bucks that maybe one day I could make a killing on? Uh, nothing really that I can think of. You often hear of these things bought at op shops and that that are worth a fortune, don't you? You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, from time to time, but nothing from me. Well, next week's your big chance. If you can come up with a really crackerjack quote, we could copyright it and see what we could do with it. Yes. I used to put quotes when I was teaching maths for the year 12s as a bit of a joke on their homework sheets. Yes. Things like integration is the way to go. You know, the maths in calculus, you've got integration. Yes, I've seen that one. You can't yeah. use that one next week. No, don't no, blab too many out because no. you, could, you could pick one I haven't seen, yeah. even if you didn't make it up. I'm looking forward That's to right. next week. Well, I've got, a, I've got one of those desk pads that have a quote a day, so yeah. I'll, I'll try not to cheat, you know. Yeah, I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. They're all different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that takes us out. Good luck with the homework, Russell, and have a great week. Okay, we'll catch up next week. Yeah. That was Russell Hanby and what's making news, listeners. He's a great bloke. And I hope I, I haven't given him too much, too much to do over the, uh, the next week. We'll take a short break.